0: What's up, Valerie? Okay.
1: For those who are not watching, we are sitting much further away from each other than usual for our yes, introductory bit.
0: Absolutely. That is true. There is a little bit of a, a space here in between us.
1: Because.
0: Because. Special
1: guest for our intro, which is ironic because he's the special guest for the whole episode. That is
0: true. Yeah. Not much is going to change for the intro. But and
1: he, here he comes. Here he is. Ready? Red
0: Porter! Dun, ta-da. This is where
1: you insert some exciting sound. Yes, he just vibes. walked to
0: the stage. Yo! Hey, 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 what's up, guys?
1: This is really special. We never have the artist join us for the intro, so welcome.
2: Yeah. Cool, yeah, happy to be the first <laughs> one.
1: Which is, which is now funny because then we usually tell the audience about the upcoming episode.
0: Right, so you so, want to just you, sit here and we'll talk about you. Yeah, we'll That's, just talk about yeah, you. Yeah, we could talk. So, Val, um, we talked to Chet Porter today.
1: Yes. Our great friend Chet, because there's some exciting stuff.
0: Yeah. Coming up. Definitely. Right, Chet? Don't look at him. Ugh.
1: I can't not look at him. Maybe I'm right not
2: here. shouldn't be here. <laughs> I don't know. You, you carry on, though.
1: No, but I think it's a really great episode because there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. There's a new album that you, Chet, are working on and a new show, mm-hmm. which is coming up very soon. Heard about with that. With the Brownies gang.
0: Yeah. We talked about Owl City for far too long. Uh, <laughs> not part of the Owl City gang. I will say that. You, um, Chad. I, we Chet. are.
1: Us too. Yeah, right. We um,
0: so we got a bit contentious there. I felt like a little, I felt like they were being a little elitist. Um, we're for sure
1: going to beat you up for hating on Owl City after this episode. <laughs> Chet is nodding.
0: But Chet is one of the, the best guys I know. Aww. I don't, many, I don't know many That's guys. Really nice. Also, just I think that needs to be pointed out. <laughs> but of the few that I know, he is one of the best. And uh, this is a great talk. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll just go right into it. Yeah, and enjoy the episode with Chet Porter. <laughs> what You were talking about people coming up to you and recognizing you. Where is the strangest place that you've been recognized for being Chet Porter? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know that sometimes it's hard to recall. It might take me a second. Okay, that's fine. We see people come up to you all the time. We were just walking in the hallways here at Icon. And and some guy took off his headphones and went, oh. Oh. that, and then you just yeah, like, we gave each other a little wave. I think I don't know. I think like <laughs>
1: did he say you were really funny? No, he didn't say anything. Oh, we
2: were moving fast, man. I
0: like we were not slowing down for anything. But he he gave me a nice wave. I gave him one back. Have you been in say. like another like just a random state or like maybe another country or somewhere?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think like there's been weird ones. It's maybe it's just like being on camera that my mind is blanking, but. And it's usually really awkward too. Yeah. I I had this one. Uh, I was I, I was at like the top of Runyon uh, with oh. with Tack. Okay. And uh,
1: place to get spotted for sure.
2: This kid just started playing one of my songs on his phone instead of saying hi to me and and like basically <laughs> forcing me to be like cool yep. cool That's song me. man. And he was like, oh no way, and I was like shut the fuck <laughs> like obviously <laughs> i know you did so I'm funny and then Tack was so funny he he like made up an excuse he was like yo we're actually late we gotta get going and i was like oh yeah sorry man we gotta go
0: he <laughs> 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 totally saved
2: me it was funny but
0: you're kind of like going the same way on runyon
2: yeah i i know he's got to walk you gotta faster. go but he was yeah. like he was like <laughs> ch- we were at the top like like yeah, looking at yeah. the sunset it wasn't like we were we were hiking but yeah yeah this kid was clearly trying to talk for a long time and tack was like yo we we got that thing and i was like oh yeah that thing let's go let's
1: go oh my gosh (laughs) well hey at least it was about your music you know not the jokes that time yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. no
0: (laughs) he uh, he he was there for the tunes he wasn't there for you know yeah it's good it's good to see it's good to see see there's some (laughs) people that like the chet porter tunes more than you know what you have to say in your on the side, I think there's some people that are like, I'm only here for the music, man. I'm not here for any of Chet's personality whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, those are the people I ride for. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like it's
2: really easy to get recognized in LA or like, even like if you're at a festival, it's like, of course, people. That's yeah, you like,
1: have a distinct look too. Say. Yeah.
2: But it's also like, that's where like all the people who are interested in what we do are so like mm-hmm. of course that's gonna happen so i think just when it happens in real life i'm like oh whoa
1: yeah <laughs> like
2: it's pretty interesting i think like i somebody where what, it was in like scotland or paris or something and somebody uh like recognized me on the street and then i was like do you know where the nearest cvs is like the one i mapped to was <laughs> is closed there wasn't a cvs it was like a some some pharmacy, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. like convenience store type yeah. store, and it, but it was just really weird.
0: I was like, it's weird that you know me, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't <laughs> that shouldn't make sense, but yeah. But uh, so in, you know, you've lived in Los Angeles on and off here and there and uh, for a while now. And when you came over from Canada, where where's your hometown? Uh, Aurora. It's like an hour, maybe like forty five minutes north of Toronto. Yeah. Hmm. So, when you came over from from Canada and you had your introduction to LA, now you've been here for a while. So, you go to places like Runyon and you know what the deal is, right? But, like, most people wouldn't understand if they're not from Runyon that, like, that's our natural hike that's very popular, but it's literally just like an industry plant area. You know, it's like, yeah, watching, it's like yeah, it's like a hill. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> it is, it is a, a in hike, other a parts of the world, road. that's
0: not a hike. So, yeah. what was your, like, realization when you, like, kind of, like what was your reaction to kind of understanding how industry LA is in that way even when you're just trying to go on a friggin' hike dude I I'm just gonna like (laughs) tell you my first LA experience I remember
2: the first time I came (laughs) here uh like I I landed at night and it was like 10 o'clock and somebody was like supposed to pick me up or something and they're like yo actually I'm going to this party you should come with me and I was like Already sounds really LA. Okay, uh, sure. Like I don't know anybody, but yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll come, and I we go to this like weird, really small apartment, like so weird, and it's like dark in there, and like everybody's just doing like ketamine and like coke oh, no. and like all this stuff, and I'm like young, I haven't really been exposed to it yet, and I'm just like, what the? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, like okay, and then I w- I just I'm so kind of timid that I was like. I'm not going to, like, make them go home. So I was just like, I'll just wait till they're ready to go. Like, maybe they'll be ready to go at, like, <laughs> maybe they'll be ready to go at, like, 1230. And then, like, 430 in the morning, okay. we fi- they finally,
0: like, take me home, and I'm like, God. <laughs> like this is what it's gonna be Why? like, huh? <laughs> hey, they sent you right in this wasn't 101. They went yeah, you, they you went you right into the advanced wars. Everyone yeah, showed with whippets. Like
1: oh it's like, god.
0: Man, what what
2: are we? <laughs>
1: what is this? <laughs>
2: no place? no offense to anybody who does that stuff.
1: But... Okay, so you were in Canada and then you decided to come to LA. Was it just like uh you decided it was time or what was the push?
2: I was depressed. <laughs> I was like, dude, Canada in the winter. Mm, Uh, it was so, I was so tired of it. It was like, like in the town that I lived in, if it snowed a lot and it's winter, like you're just not going outside. Or like, if you do go outside, you have to like scrape all the ice off your car for like fucking 20 minutes. And it was just like, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I, I was obviously making music. So I was like, maybe, yeah, like I want to move somewhere warm. I might as well go to LA. Like I know people there from the internet and yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. And then I moved in with uh, some friends of mine yeah. just, that I just knew from Twitter. The internet? Twitter. Yeah. I
1: was going to say, who were the kind of internet friends that you had at that time? Uh,
2: this is, like, contradictory to what I said earlier, but it was, like, a comedy friend of mine, kind okay. of. He was, like, a funny
1: uh, <laughs> See, Twitter hard. guy. So
2: funny. Um, <laughs> and then, so that was Eric. He had a Twitter account at the time. He probably still does, but a uh, dubstep for dads when he was just doing like really funny writing. He's 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 a genius. Um and then uh the other roommate was Wyatt, Electric Mantis. Um shout out Electric Mantis. Yeah. so swole. So swole now. <laughs> he's it's really crazy. he's really fit now. Yeah, he's a fitness, uh, legend. Um, um person now. yeah. He could like he's like the guy from Game of Thrones where you
0: could just like pop your skull. Like, I feel like he could do that. Wow. The mountain. That's him. (laughs) Um, Wait, so I I was just curious because, you know, a lot of, I know that for a lot of artists who are in your position at that point where you're in in their hometown, you have a little bit of buzz on the internet. uh, You have some homies in LA and then you want to make the jump yourself to move. Did you feel like there was a certain time where you felt comfortable with how far along you, you know, your music stuff had come along or you just, you just went for it kind of without any. Um, particular breakthrough record or anything yeah there wasn't like like socially
2: or like musically there wasn't like a breakthrough in that aspect but i i think i signed a deal and got a little bit of money and i was like okay i could use this to go live
0: yeah. somewhere where i'm not trapped in a
3: like yeah.
0: <laughs> in a snow fort. So That's more that's more than most though cuz some people literally come here with just a dream. And Yeah, like,
2: yeah no which leads. like I would do that too. I'm just I'm just a scared. I'm scared. I'm <laughs> well, too scared to do that. You, you know? also
1: have a history with music before producing and DJing, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was in bands and stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: you want to talk about that? Sure, yeah. 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 So <laughs> when did when did that start and when did it start to transition towards you becoming interested in producing
2: yeah this started like i had an older cousin um uh i mean i still do have him he's <laughs>
1: he still exists he still, still exists
2: uh but he was like great at guitar and i he kind of was like the guy that i would look at like him and my brother i would look at them and what they're doing and be like oh shit i want to be like that cool guys uh so when he got a guitar i was like yeah i kind of want to get a guitar he was way better than me though um <laughs> But I was uh, just, like, really willing to try and write music with other people or, like, play and all that stuff. So I, I ended up uh, in a band with a bunch of friends of mine. And I we signed a deal to, like, Warner Canada. Um, I was, like, 16 or 17 or something. Wow. Nice. Young. Um, what was the style of music, you would say? It was, like... It was, like, pop punk, but not, like, corny pedophile pop punk. It was, like... (laughs) Good to know. It was, like, it it was more on the mature side. Uh, Like, kind of, like, just, like, rock music, I guess. Like, I don't know. And we signed this deal, and they were, like, starting to say they wanted us to all dress the same and stuff. And, like, we should each pick, like, different, like, personality traits oh. and stuff and st- and we were like it it was it was weird but the lead singer in particular was like so anti-industry yeah and like we're young he he was like a year old so he's like 17 or 18 or something and he was like he just hated it so we basically broke up the band to get out of the deal we just like disbanded As
1: rebellion wow
2: and then at that point i was like shit i still kind of want to make music though yeah. and i can't sing and they were like do this alone so i got my dad's like acer laptop or something and torrented fruity loops
0: oh nice that's a huge like that's a huge starting point for a lot of people is, yeah know. and yeah. then
2: i i made probably some of the worst music you've ever heard in your life <laughs> i was like does. i was like so into owl city and i was like <laughs> <laughs> and i was like trying to make like
0: like <laughs> can you explain okay. <laughs> i'm sorry cool. everyone you always talk about owl city and like i don't i i don't I don't get Whoa, it. Chad. I don't know if it's because have of you ever dug different... in? Okay, you, so you don't
1: like Owl City?
0: Not, not, not particularly. So can let me, let me, let me just let me. Just you say never this. even had
1: a phase. Never. When everyone else, I don't let, a let
0: Adam Young, a Grammy Chad award-winning to producer, Owl City. <laughs> We're
1: both about. to I don't know if you little... want a Grammy. <laughs> the I feel like he's gotten did, a though.
0: little abrasive here. Um, so, so I. Let me let me just break this down. I like yeah. I like Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service Good. when I was in high school, <laughs> but I'm a little older than you two. I like them too. So so what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Chad? Yeah, what's up, dude? So what? What? Why didn't Owl City feel like kind of like a very soft knockoff? That was also wasn't there some sort of Christian undertones to the? He's definitely yeah like a. I thought it was like a death cat for yeah, cutie. I'm trying not like, be offensive. I thought it was like a Christian radio <laughs> death cat for cutie kind of was the vibe.
2: No, I mean but the music is so different. Like the underlying like production is is crazy. And the lyrics too. Like so it's not I, I'll just admit that... like Owl City lyrics are f- so whack. He's like, I'm a turtle or something. <laughs> it's like Yeah, that's that's weird. But the music, the the his production is so good and it still holds up and it was really interesting and really like bubbly. I also feel
1: like it's a contextual thing. Like, I think if you listen to it now and you think about it critically, it feels extra silly because, like, the lyrics and it sounds, you know, silly sometimes. But, like, back then, it was just different, I think. And I think that's why people resonated with it. And also, like, that era, we were listening to, like, like, LMFAO. Like, that was, like, the hits, I think, around that era. So it's, like, the music level, (laughs) I think, was different.
0: Well, it just reminds me of, like, how... Well, you know, the the song's called Fireflies, right? So pretend like song? you don't know
1: Fireflies. I don't know. Chad. I
0: don't know this song. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> the song. Was yeah. a, I just remember he says Lightning Bugs. And that kind yeah. of just yeah. always irks 10, me. 10,000 of it. them. <laughs> okay, so, but people saying that they really like Owl City, I only know that song. So it's like people saying they really like Carly Ray Jepsen, and it's like, I only know Call Me Maybe. So it's like, yeah. I, my whole thought of that artist is informed by that song so it's like I
1: also see okay I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this contextual thing because I feel like it was just like a different time back then because I feel like people say that about like the Postal Service too like people are like diehard Postal Service fans but they're not necessarily like they don't know all of the albums you know like they know the couple hit songs but they're just like they will ride and die for those songs Yeah, yes. it was different it was yeah. a little different back then I, I think. the
0: context I guess helps but you know, coming from, I was really invested in in. You New just Ra- really
1: hate Owl City.
0: I, d- I just d- I don't know anything about it. So <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah, so how can you be a hater then? Well, I don't I, w- yeah. I don't think I'm a hater. <laughs> I just didn't like the lightning bugs. Song. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, going back to that era of Owl <laughs> City, uh, so how did you make the transition from doing like the band stuff to kind of like your own individual music? A lot of. Uh making shitty songs on my dad's laptop
2: and just youtube just watching like youtube videos of guys and like youtube wasn't as good back then as it is now yeah i I was watching the shittiest youtube videos like people filming their laptop screen rather than (laughs) screen recording it's just like so trash it was pretty hard to to learn so it was mostly experimenting um and then i think like i left my dad's laptop in the trunk of my car at school and like every single car like in a row just like
3: oh, no. all the
2: all the cars got broken into damn and i had to tell my dad like yeah man i, no. I lost your laptop and he was like you had my laptop <laughs> <laughs> uh and then it wasn't like for a couple years until i was able to get another computer because i was just like oh, wow like, like i didn't i wasn't really like making money yeah so
1: and I'm always yeah, curious, I feel like around that time when we talked to people who had a really strong internet community when they started making music, like, where did you find those people? Like, was it SoundCloud? Had SoundCloud even, like, come into the conversation at that point? Or
2: Yeah, SoundCloud was, was in. I think I, like, one of the first things I attribute to people learning about me was, uh... I, I did, uh, I think I messaged Ryan Hemsworth, like, on a whim, and was, and I, like, I was, like, you know, no followers, like, nobody, (laughs) and I just messaged him on a whim, like, hey, can I remix this, or, like, have the stems, like, I kind of wanna, you know, I'm trying to do stuff, and I, I did it, and he, like, reposted it or something, and, and like blogs wrote about it, and I was like, "Whoa, that's weird. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy." So I think I think like my Ryan Hemsworth repost was like a big moment for me. And yeah. It, it it's so funny because we're like, I don't know, we're we're like homies now. It's, it's but like back then, I was like so grateful for that. I was like, "Whoa!" Like it, it was cool to see somebody write about something that I did. Um, yeah. Like and now if that happens, I'm probably like. Pfft,
1: I know it was a special time—the blog yeah. repost era when yeah, it was like, really organic.
2: I, I miss it because, like now, if somebody writes something about me now, I'm just like, who cares? Like, yeah, <laughs> like I don't. I feel like I don't. Think, I, really I, like, don't <laughs> I don't appreciate anything anymore either. Yeah, I'm just like, well, that
0: too. I mean, also Ryan Hemsworth. It should be noted that he kind of carved a little bit of a lane for artists like you as well. Totally, um, it, kind of electronic with indie sensibilities and. Um, Funny enough, I, I I don't think a lot of people know this. Ryan Hemsworth was one of the first DJs to ever headline Brownies and Lemonade. Really? Yeah, that's I didn't. Awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, he was Dude, uh, before it was awesome. mostly yeah. like hip hop and like kind of local DJ kind of mixture. But um, Camp Trill, uh, Ryan Hemsworth headlined, and that was like one of the f- and Capital Cities also strangely enough was another uh, art, uh, electronic artist that played Brownies and Lemonade early early days. But Ryan is the homie. And I think it. I want to. I want to ask you because you you came from a band, you have impeccable music taste. I do have to say that. Oh wow! Because I've helped you curate <laughs> some of these chat playlists, and um, but a lot of really deep, diverse taste, especially in like, you know, Bonnie Bear and a lot of these like singer songwriters and Indian folk are really inspirational to you. So how did you get kind of more in the electronic kind of you know mixture? Um, I don't music? know, man. It's like. Uh it didn't feel like a choice
2: really. It was just like, (laughs) it was like what I was able to do or like what came out. it's like, if you were going to like sit down and do a painting or something, like you could try and make it like a Picasso or or whatever, but it's going to turn into like a Chad painting or like a Valerie painting. And Mm -hmm. I think like when, uh, and also just the tools that I was given, like with the, Broody Loops and stuff, like, it just leaned that way. Like, I was like, oh, I have, like, all these electronic-sounding kicks and shit in here. Like, I guess I'll try to make electronic music with it. Um, And then, yeah, just around that time, it was, like, Avicii was, like, coming up, and I was like, whoa, this is, like, amazing, really catchy, like, his Drowning remix had just come out, and I was like, damn, this rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, I, like discovered people like ryan who i feel like he he's such a electronic artist that like he just did whatever he wanted like he would make like zelda remixes like all this like weird shit that like i feel like a lot of people like wouldn't fuck with but like yeah a lot of people did fuck with it because he's just being himself and i i thought it was really cool and that kind of like made me think about that too and i, I don't know i was i was just kind of making and the whole SoundCloud era it was like it was like this little community and everyone was like, yeah, let's make fun stuff. Like, yeah,
0: he just did a, like back then, way back in the day, he just randomly dropped a remix EP that was like, it was like J-pop mixed with, you know, Houston lean, kind of like funk stuff. And that was so ahead of its time. And yeah, it's crazy. Artists like him were mixing K-pop way back then. It's just like, it. it they get forgotten as being kind of precursors to what is just, now what we yeah have, I don't you know. know if people f- forgot or I
2: don't know but he'd like I feel like he definitely deserves more credit
0: yeah like f- uh, yeah I don't know if forget is the right word but yeah you're right and also I know we didn't vibe on owl city I'm sorry about that <laughs> but but Chet and I love body sync which is Ryan Hemsworth uh, his new project with draftage yeah it's, it's crazy good yeah it's probably one of my favorite projects to come out in the last five years yeah.
2: so they released a ton of music too they're like not stopping they just not keep, stopping yeah at all it's cool I love that. Yeah. Cool. I have a
1: question kind of related to that because I feel like something you said earlier was that you said that you haven't actually even released that much music across your career when you're talking about like people recognizing you for personality stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like you're really particular about what you release or what do you think is the reason behind not releasing music?
2: Yeah. I think so. I kind of like imprisoned myself for a while. I feel like I've thrown out like multiple albums and they were like, totally different than the one that's gonna come out and i i don't regret it or anything because like one was like a full-on like indie pop like passion pit kind of uh project and i think like if i had put that out it would have put me in a weird position because i realized like i don't know if this is what i would want Mm. the live show to be like and and i started thinking about it from that aspect and everything and i was like okay like I want to make an album that I'm going to feel proud of to perform in, in front of people. Um, that took me a while to figure yeah. it out. And also just like label shit. It's like, I don't know. They got to like the music too and I, the pressure and all that. Like I, 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 in a way I do regret, like I wish I put out more music over the years, but I don't regret throwing away uh
3: most of it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i feel like that's a thing that comes up a lot in these conversations that we've had where artists in the electronic space release music and then realize that the live element is so important to the music that they want to make yeah so what was it about i mean i can imagine you said it's kind of it was like indie leaning was it like in order to perform that you'd have to have like more of a band approach and that's like what you didn't want to go there
2: Yeah, I I didn't want to go there, and I think I, in the back of my mind, I think I was trying to be, like, anti-dance music, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, it was at that time where everyone was like, "Oh, EDM sucks, it's, like, so overdone, and I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) So I made this whole album, and, uh, like, everyone, like, my management liked it, I think the label liked it, and I was just, like, we were nearing the end, and I was like, wait a second. I, do I even like this? Like what, I don't do. you I don't remember think what year this was? Yeah, this was, uh, no, I lied. I don't. But <laughs> it was like four years ago. Is it okay? Maybe. Yeah. Three or, f- it was before the pandemic for sure. Yeah. I was going to um, say, it
1: sounds kind of like 2017, 18. Yeah, yeah. When definitely. Were, around,
0: yeah. It was, whenever that stuff was happening, it was around then yeah. for sure. Well, that was, I think we've identified that's when people were making more of the transition to Spotify leaning stuff and being like, yeah, kind of anti- EDM or dance music yeah I didn't stream well yeah people were kind of over it I wasn't even trying to
2: cater to Spotify or anything I mean I've been like right. historically bad at that I think well, <laughs> but no, I mean <laughs> but like that's... I just it was it was it was my own brain being like oh yeah like that's not cool which is so lame and like I'm glad <laughs> I like grew out of that because it's just like I don't know
1: well it feels like a big part of you know, when you're in your quote-unquote early years as an artist, like experimenting is a huge part, like figuring out what sounds you do like and don't like. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Well,
0: it's also, you know, you, you, ha- you have indie artist sensibilities or you come from more of a like rock and uh, instrumental background, you know, as like someone who actually plays music. But you've also like, you open for Odessa on their tour or you like play these mu- EDM music festivals. So I... I'm sure there's a little bit of conflict in that, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the other thing, is I was playing all these, like, EDM-style... Fe- like, I played EDC, and uh, I don't know if, like... Like, there were people there for sure, but I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> like, I, I think I, like, fumbled it, because if I... I, I don't know. I, I I think if I had the opportunity to play edc now like i would do it so differently and i Mm -hmm. think it would go over way better even though like i didn't have people being like that sucked or anything like everyone was like yeah it was a really cool set but when i was up there doing it i just knew it was wrong i was like oh fuck (laughs) like
0: (laughs) what does it feel like to be up there at like a festival uh, of that size, and then have that realization mid-set.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely, like, it sucks, man. <laughs> it, it felt like, uh, you know when you are you get really nervous before doing something big and you're kind of, like, shaky? Yeah. That's how I felt the whole time. I was like, man, this mm. sucks. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it's
1: interesting to hear that it didn't actually go poorly, but just in your head you knew that something wasn't right yeah, as far as, yeah. like, expectation or yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was also yeah.
2: like, one. it was like a super late slot, like 4 a.m. or something on a Sunday. It was like, hmm. you know, yeah, know.
0: Those not, are tough it's
2: slots. It's not going to be crazy. It was one of those sets where like everyone was sitting down, but like enjoying themselves. But to me, I was just like, shit. That's, like not, maybe what, you weren't that's not what EDC is right. supposed to be. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, I must have done something wrong. Yeah, And I don't know. Okay.
1: But, well, keeping all that in mind, it sounds like you said your new music, you've taken all of this into account with the new music, right?
2: A little, yeah, not like, I'm not like completely catering the album to being performed live or anything, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's more energy and and danciness and yeah, you know, all that.
1: Yeah. From what I've heard, I really like, I mean, it's interesting to hear your perspective because I feel like from what I've heard, it feels actually still very experimental in many ways. Like, there's long ambient intros but then like energetic like music once it comes in yeah so it's interesting to hear that you're kind of like thinking about it that way
2: no you're right i think it's still uh (laughs) like not a traditional edm album i guess for sure but i just like i don't know i i feel like i just get bored really fast um when i'm listening to an electronic album and this is like no shade to anybody, but when it kind of feels like I'm getting the same track over and over Mm -hmm. a little bit, like, you know, I could point fingers, I'm not going to. (laughs) Oh, please put away. (laughs) No, 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 resist the point. (laughs) Uh, Point, point. But it's just like, I get bored. I I get bored and I'm, and I know we're not really living in an album world anymore. So it doesn't, for most music consumers, Mm -hmm. uh, it like doesn't matter. But to me, it matters. I've always been like an album kid. Like I, yeah, you know, high school. I'm listening to albums front to back. Like we had like CD players in our cars. We didn't have shuffle on our yeah Spotify app or whatever. So yeah. it was like that's just how I consumed music. And you know, the it's hard to erase the way that you grow up. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it's like all that music from high school too is gonna be really nostalgic to you and too, and it it ages well to you because it's connected to like formative time in your life
3: yeah
1: do you feel like you went into making this album kind of knowing that it was going to be an album or did it kind of start just coming together
2: yeah no i i had to make an album uh and i've always wanted to as well like Mm -hmm. i i want to have my music on vinyl like that again it's just like that's how i consumed it so i think to me that will be like a special thing like getting to hold it in my hand and being mm-hmm. like whoa i could break this if i want <laughs> or something but and like,
0: you you collect and you 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 even have the body sync album on, yeah. on, on on vinyl and yeah there's something to that as well of like even if it's not a huge wide release just the fact that it, it made it to a physical print that you can yeah have yeah you
2: know? i think like like obviously the album's done now but i think once I'm holding it in my hand. That's gonna. That it'll probably hit me then. I'll be like, "Whoa, I, I did <laughs> yeah. it! I, I did this. what I wanted to do." Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I like. It's catered to live, but it's also catered to myself trying to <laughs> make it interesting to me because I'm the one that has to listen to it all the time while I'm fucking making
0: it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to like listen to the same loops over and over. Well, I remember when you first played it for me, you know, months ago, and it really feels like, um, uh, just an amalgamation of all your influences musically totally dude there's so many influences in there yeah. and also like, some some of them that come to mind you know
2: yeah i mean uh oh god i'm like now i'm blanking again. i know i know rusty is
0: <laughs> a big one right yeah obviously yeah. rusty
2: i mean there's like g jones and eprom influence like there's like breaks on there they yeah. like new skrillex influenced me for sure on like the last track that i put out yeah I heard some
1: jamie xx jamie xx mm-hmm. yeah
2: it's a big one like flume like i'm not ashamed to admit it like i i consume music just like everybody else and this this stuff leaves an impression on me and i like i'm like okay how could i do something like that and make it my own like i yeah like i just i just want to make music that i like and i like all kinds of music so yeah like, i'm
0: on the break side of things you know like the the track nowhere with Pauline and her um it's one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, no, I I love that song. That was, you know, that, that's, that song's funny because uh, we were in, like, a label kind of, like, my guy had just told me, like, oh, we need more singles or we're not going to put this out. Like, you need to make a, we need more singles from you. And so I made that song just, like, really pissed off, like, <laughs> in, like, an hour at my friend's kitchen table. Um, (laughs) wow and then yeah I actually ended up really liking it but I made it like so begrudgingly I was like pissed (laughs) yeah and uh,
0: I I couldn't tell and then it was
2: the next single yeah I I couldn't
0: tell I mean to me that felt like a really and shout out Pauline who is also uh, icon uh, alumni but um, oh shit I didn't didn't know that actually yeah I saw her here the other day she was mastering some stuff here working on a session but uh, I'm curious because this this, the kind of um, label kind of feedback seems to be like a recurring theme in your career because you're talking about this it Uh it literally led to the band that you were previously in kind of you know kind of disbanding yeah um but it feels like a really interesting situation with electronic music artists or music artists in general but let's say specifically electronic artists who have go the label route you know um it's not like a traditional label deal or arrangement per se, because it's not, you know, you're not always like a recording artist who's like, you know, writing your own songs and singing or a band, but also seems to have a lot of the similar restrictions and, you know.
2: Yeah. My label is not like, I get, I get that it's a business uh, for sure. So like you need some, marketability is that a word in there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but (laughs) we're gonna cut that you need some marketability in there and i understand that and even to like sell my own album like i get it and like please the spotify gods and all that but they they are actually pretty good at letting me do what i want to do which is like i get that's probably shocking (laughs) like given how much i shit talk them but it's like yeah they they do a pretty good job at letting me just make the music that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um I'll I'll give them credit for that. <laughs>
1: That's good. That's good to hear. Because it's like, I mean, yeah, you hear the stories yeah. about people being like, We need a single, we need this, and I'm glad you were able to still make a song that felt like authentic to you. Yeah, too. it
2: still feels very me and like yeah. I had uh the like lead line in the chorus, I guess if you want to call it that. Like the I had that lying around for like a while. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like what do I do with it though and then they kind of put me in a position to make you know a more streamlined kind of pop uh, song and I was like oh I'll put it there um,
0: so I, I don't know it worked out yeah I mean so it felt like there was a time when things like Distro Kid came out and people had artists independent artists had the power of distribution where they were kind of like oh I'm not going to go through the label model but then it kind of came back around where now more people are like i kind of need the label support the infrastructure the advance help like that so like for you what are some of the positives you found for working with a label when you're putting together something like an album none what (laughs) (laughs) there's no positive
1: uh hot take
2: yeah i mean if i could go back in time or i'm a younger artist or like i'm giving advice like just don't Mm. sign to a label like Mm. they Like, sure, they could be like, oh, we gave you money, but, like, dude, if you factor in, like, oh, I got to give 20% to management, and then there's lawyer fees and business manager splits and then taxes, and then I'm supposed to use that money, like, the advance to pay for things to make the record. So I'm, like, buying plugins or, like, maybe I need a new computer. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what the money's for. And then you break it down, like, over the amount of time it's supposed to, like, keep you living uh it's like below minimum wage dude it's like mm. like they 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 trick you not trick that's a little malicious but like you see this big number on a piece of paper and you're like wow like this is a this is really helpful this is like substantial but then when you break it down over time and like the amount of time it takes to make an album and live in, groceries rent like blah, blah blah like it's it's not great like yeah. yeah so i would say like don't be fooled by you know, some big number on a piece of paper. but
1: I feel like that's a good perspective because that was my question. I feel like hearing you talk about, you know, your like journey so far, my first question was, do you think like as an artist, when you're in that era of like still figuring out who you are, like a label deal I could imagine would be very complicated because that's like such a strong external force than telling you like you need to sound like this or you need to do this. And as an artist, that's like a really crucial period. To figure out who you are on your own right
2: yeah yeah a- again to their credit they weren't telling me uh to sound like anything mm-hmm. um but in my own head yeah like I hadn't figured out what I wanted to do yet so it was like and I did feel pressure because I had just signed this piece of paper that says like hey you need to deliver a 10-song record and I'm like oh shit like I don't know if I know what I want that to sound like yet. yeah um and I had to make a bunch of them in order to figure it out um i i think m- maybe that's normal though i don't mm-hmm. know like for mm. an artist i i i don't really know but yeah it was tough for sure and like obviously i di- i didn't make them happy by like making a whole record and and then throwing it away <laughs> like when they're you know there were songs that they were excited about so i get it it's 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 a weird it's a weird
0: relationship to be in yeah i mean, I mean is it even Viable though, like to be completely independent as an artist in 2023? I don't
2: know, man. I mean, it's so oversaturated these days. Like, yeah, of course we all see it. But like when I think about what my labels bring to the table, it's like not much, man. Kind of making things harder for me. Um and like I do a lot of my own stuff anyways like I'm making all the videos I'm spending my own money to make assets like using my time to make all this stuff and I'm the one doing the photo shoots or whatever uh like again all they really did was like give me a check at the start and you know they'll upload the music or whatever and like pitch it um which
0: is great good job but but do you think that you are actually capable yourself completely you know, without any help, uh, maybe aside from like your management, to really distribute and promote and kind of work on a record. Because I, my, that, I'm just asking this kind of hypothetically, because I think a lot of artists find themselves in this weird sort of, um, sort of gray area where like they're unsure about like kind of what direction to go in. And you know, you have spent all this time on this album. You want to have an impact. You want to have the resources right to get the most ears on on something in this day and age.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they, it, they, they, all they can do is the same thing that you can do, which is like, Hey, uh, check out our artist music. Like maybe put it on your playlist if you like it. It's no different than, you know, unless you're on like a major, major, major label, like, you know, pop star shit. But if, if you want to grow as an artist and, and you're like a little electronic guy, I would say go to like an artist run label. Like if you can go to like <sighs> a label, like Son Holo's label or like Odessa's label or like one of those, like that's the place for growth because it's not like, it's not just about putting the music out. Like they'll also maybe like throw you on their tours or throw you on their shows or promote you on their socials. Like like I grew a lot as an artist in the SoundCloud era. I I signed my record deal. I think I've been the same size
0: since. Like, it's like, they don't provide any growth, really. Do you think that artist development has kind of, like, regressed in, like, in the last X amount of years since you've started?
2: It's, like, regressed and progressed at the same time. Like, you could strike lightning on TikTok. But right, right. It's, but, again, it's so oversaturated that, like, it's hard to cut through. So I don't know... It's crazy. You could spend like a hundred hours on a song. You put it out and nobody listens to it because there's like a hundred thousand songs uploaded to Spotify a day. And yeah. Like I mean, how, how are you going to place yourself at the top of those playlists or whatever? Like, it's really tough for sure. Like I, I feel bad for anyone that's trying to be, become an electronic artist, like post SoundCloud. Like it's definitely harder.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was, um, it's interesting you say that. Cause I, I was doing some homework. But I've said this before, like, you know, music streaming uh, revenue or like percentages of new music on these DSPs is like 30% or under usually. It's almost 70% catalog now. And so it's basically showing that like people are still not actually invested in developing new music. If they can just make, you know, if they can make all this money on the back end on their catalogs, they're just sitting there, right? And the other thing is that, you know, A lot of people have qualms with the way that music is discovered now because they feel like artist development doesn't exist. Robbie from Lewis the Child was talking about this the other day. He said, I kind of miss the time when people would write about our music on a blog and Mm -hmm. that people were sharing it and discussing Mm -hmm. it. Now you put something out and then you just hope it goes viral. And that's like the only thing you can really hope to get your music
1: well, I think um, I mean, I feel like what we all miss is like the community aspect of it. Cause it's like that's what the SoundCloud era was so good at. That's what the right. blogs then picked up on as well. Cause you still felt like a blog was like a trust trustworthy person talking to you and sharing music with you. Which is why I think now we've gotten to the point where we're like all the way around back into the circle of like DJs get more excited when like it's like the other DJs playing their song rather than like it shows up on the Spotify playlist. Right. Like that's more exciting now because totally. it's like back to the community thing that we've lacked for a long time
2: yeah that's also like back to the growth thing like that's a great way to grow like we saw it happen with like knock too like you make a song that everyone throws in their sets like
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's gonna it's gonna help you uh but like yeah i i miss that shit so much because like the thing that i loved about soundcloud the most was like real-time comments like yeah like time-stamped like the drop would hit, and you'd have all these comments like, "Oh shit!" Like all yeah, and caps, you see exactly like exactly
1: where people are excited, or just right? "Bruh"
2: or something. It's <laughs> like I don't know. Like it, yeah, it's just it was. It felt like a community for sure. Yeah, and I I definitely miss that because now I don't know. Like if you use like Spotify, or Apple Music, you just, you're just getting the song. You're you're not really getting other context mm-hmm. or like any community aspect of it, or like maybe maybe you get like a little what's the video thing with the canvas like it's like yeah cool but like i used to love listening to music on soundcloud i mean i still do but or like mixes and like seeing all the comments pop up like as the waveforms going by it's like that was a genius thing yeah Uh, i don't know why anyone other company hasn't like ripped that off yet because it's like yeah that that I don't know. It, it makes me feel warm. And I'll, like, even if it's not my
0: song, I'm listening to somebody else's song and I like see all these comments that are like, how'd you do this or something? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And also, like, direct messaging on, yeah. on platform was really important. I, I you know, talk for hours about all the conversations that started on SoundCloud that led to someone getting a show in LA or a lifelong friendship that still exists, you know? Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah. yeah. I just think
1: it's really interesting now thinking about it because we started this whole conversation about you joking, but also not joking about people coming up to you and like recognizing your personality over (laughs) the music. But I feel like that's kind of in a new way, like the way people are connecting, right? It's like they don't have the SoundCloud comments, but like they see you talking about stuff on Twitter and they're like, oh, I feel like I know Chet.
0: Yeah, and then hopefully they're also listening they, to your
1: music, of course. But like that's like a important new way I think people are connecting. They
0: maybe commented on your socials more than they've listened to your music, but like they're still engaged. Yeah, in, in right. A certain part. Yeah, of your,
1: yeah. You know, which is honestly powerful because I do feel like there's a lot of artists that either don't have the personality or don't have that way of like sharing that side of them, and people love their music, but then they just feel like this like vague figure that makes amazing music. But I don't know something to think about i think that's actually a a cool part about your career
2: yeah no i get it too and it's like if you break down like number of songs released versus like number of like funny posts i've done or whatever (laughs) like obviously one's gonna outweigh the other like tremendously (laughs) i mean with anyone like dylan francis or like the Mm. oliver tree or something like it's just like i don't know that's just how it is i guess but sometimes i'm like what if i just like wasn't online at all like mm. would would that make my music flop or would that make me like some more mysterious anomaly like where's chat and then like when i drop music people get really excited because they're like oh he's he's done something and then but even then like i still don't say anything. like i i wonder what it's like to just not have like even have a twitter or an instagram or something
1: have you ever thought about doing that like with the new music that's coming out totally
2: yeah <laughs> like yeah. yeah i i i like and I've I've thought about it with, like, side projects, too. Like, if I did, like, some side project thing, like, I don't even think I would make an account for it. Like, it just, it's so much to worry about, too.
1: I mean, I definitely get that because I feel like there's, a, there's an interesting line to balance of sharing enough info about, like, music that you're releasing so that people understand where you're coming from or what you're inspired by. But then also giving enough space to let people have their own interpretation of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man.
0: It's 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 weird. It's weird times. Like, Yeah.
1: There's no right answer. Well, I,
0: I wanted to ask you one last question about albums uh, before we move on, because I have some other kind of funnier things to talk about. <laughs> Great. Uh, which I'm sure you're going to weigh in on with, with Grace. Oh, but okay. uh, about albums, you mentioned that kind of albums are kind of, I, I don't want to say dead, but like don't have that same, like life and in, in in the culture as as they once did yet everyone's feel still feels compelled to release an album which is like an interesting kind of thing right um now every now and then especially in like pop music you'll get like the album that year that people remember but it doesn't seem to have the same like lasting power as a body of work um and so i'm just wondering because i was actually talking to a track about this who's a fellow canadian he was mentioning that an interesting shift in culture is that music is not considered really in the top three or four of like cultural entertainment products anymore. It's like, people are asking you in a conversation, just if you'll indulge me, they'll be like, hey, what movies are you watching? What have you seen? What shows are you watching on Netflix? Maybe even anime. And then people will be like, what game are you playing? Even what podcasts are you listening to? But rarely does anyone ever ask what album are you listening to right now? it is completely kind of faded from like the forefront of how we consume entertainment and become more of a background thing where it's like, Oh, I put on music What I do this or, but you don't sit there when the new album comes out as much or people don't listen and just sit, listen to the music front to back when an album drops. Is that something that you agree or disagree with? Cause uh, you know, I'm
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's really funny actually. Cause just the other day, my friend Chloe uh, asked me, she was like, what, what albums are you listening to right now? I'm not even kidding. That's what she said. And I was like, nobody's asked me that in so long. Um, <laughs> and I, I think I was like, yeah, I knew James Blake just dropped. It's really good. But like, yeah, like nobody really is asking that question. I mean, like the music homies maybe, but like even them, like they're on top of it themselves. They don't really need to ask, like, what are you listening to? Cause they're already listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah, for sure, like movies, like even I'm I'm guilty of it too. I'm I'll ask you about movies before music any day probably. <laughs> like I love movies, man. Yeah. So I just like and the gaming industry, dude, so much money. Like money and music sucks. M- money <laughs> money and gaming is crazy. I think GTA made like almost
0: a billion dollars in one yeah. day or something. No, GTA is always you know, at the top of the list of cultural properties, uh, you know, revenue every year or video a uh, video game is usually at the top. But Valerie, even you as someone who works in music outside of music, does anyone ever ask you about if, if you're listening to music?
1: I mean, yeah. While you were asking the question, I was like, I kind of feel like I am still in a bubble where people talk about music. And I think it's for me where the split comes is like, if I think about dance music specifically I think it's a really different experience like that is maybe more like what shows are you going to or what events are you going to attend right. um, and then kind of like looking for those peak moments that will happen at those like I think of like the Coachella obviously everyone was like oh like are you going to go see that like Fred and Skrillex Fortet like thing when it popped up but I think music is still relevant like I think about the big pop albums that have come out lately and I feel like people get really invested into them like top of mind is like this new olivia rodrigo album like she creates this little universe and people get really invested into like what she's wearing and like who she's talking about and like i feel like that's like that old school album buzz that people get into but then i also think about like the biggest cultural moment recently was like the barbie movie but like music was a huge part of that you know thankfully yeah Yeah. like the Billie eilish song was like such a hit in that way and people got really invested into like how she translated the message of the movie and like what that means to like women overall. So I do feel like the music part is still there. I think it's just harder to tap into. So your
0: friends ask you like, what albums are you listening to and stuff?
1: I don't know if that question gets thrown around, but, like, even today as I was coming here, my friend was like, oh, my God, I can't stop listening to the Olivia Rodrigo album, which okay. is why it's, like, top of mind Yeah, no, th- I think that's yeah. helpful
0: because yeah, personally I don't hear about albums that much, yeah. even working in music. Mm. Like, today we got, like, an R.L. Grime and a San Holo album. Yeah, shouts out to R.L. R.L. And, and Son. And, and I think those albums um, will get a lot of that, like, attention from, you know, people in, in our field and stuff, but, mm. you know, I... I do think that they also in electronic music are very helpful for the touring property, you know, for sure. and like everyone sure, knows yeah. that. And it's the same in every field as well. Um, but you know, it's hard to separate that from, uh, especially in electronic music, that the live aspect is the most important thing. But then you look at something like the VMAs, which honestly, the MTV video music awards used to be the most important musical mm-hmm. cultural night. True. And yeah. then you look at it the other night and like the biggest thing that people were talking about is that NSYNC, uh, you know presented an award
1: yeah it's like all the memes of like reaction exactly yeah. i'm not
0: even gonna lie to you i didn't see a single i didn't even know that happened right like
1: right
2: and so and that says enough
1: <laughs> it's like no but i'm you. just
2: saying that that like uh, 10 years ago or like seven years ago whatever like that would have been like yeah
0: the biggest thing the happening, like, but like I didn't,
3: you
2: know. I didn't hear anything about
0: it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, there would know. be literally things like Miley Cyrus twerking on Robin Thicke that like you couldn't escape it, or like Kanye mm-hmm. West interrupting Taylor Swift. Like, it would be, you know, the news. It would be like mm-hmm. top of CNN. Right. The thing about it now is that I don't think we see mu- music, young music stars at least in that same light. It goes back to the development thing. They're not in that same sort of category as like the highest cultural properties as often. Now you hear about it with, like, um, K-pop and with, with uh, more global music. And that was pretty much all the stuff that was curated at the VMAs this year. There were two K-pop groups and multiple Spanish-language uh, performers. So it's just something to kind of, well, you know, kind of...
1: I mean, I think it's an interesting thing because I feel like... Honestly, I feel like people have gotten a little bit smarter about what is, like, real content or, like, real experiences, if, if I'm saying that correctly. Like at the VMAs, you're like, everything is so calculated, you know, like everything is made and everyone knows they're going to be on camera, even like the Taylor Swift reactions or whatever, like they all know they're on camera. So that's like all made up. But I think it has a lot to do with I feel like the cycle is changing, right? Like music will come out, but it won't become big until like six months out or like a year later or something that's like really normal now yeah so i kind of feel like that's what's happening also like i feel like people have to get more comfortable with like music comes out and maybe it won't get that big splash that it used to unless you're like a huge pop star right but then if you put all the other pieces into place like you come up with a really good live show and like have moments and have like other big djs play your songs like that's when things will really start to kick off in the future that's how i feel at least specifically for dance music it it doesn't and well
0: music in general doesn't exist in that linear chronology do you see some of your older songs kind of pop up ever or in what sense well like like, because sometimes like an an artist like older song will just start getting a little like you'll just be like oh i just saw that on tiktok for some reason right like some
2: tiktok buzz or something not really i mean to my i wouldn't like say my old music deserves it even but <laughs> right? but like i've seen it happen to other people like it happened to rez where like one of her mm-hmm. old songs just like blew up on tiktok and had this whole like second Trend life thing. Yeah, but, yeah yeah mm-hmm. remember that and it's just like i think that's really cool that that's a thing that can happen well it's i like, mean
0: um hudson mohawk
2: it's even, yeah it, it's like yeah. revived <laughs> careers and stuff like yeah. it's uh forget there was like an indie band where like one of their old songs blew up and it just like totally saved their career yeah and and i it's cool that that can happen right yeah but at the the same time like trying to do that is like impossible like it's just (laughs) you have to get lucky man like you
0: can't do that on purpose like it's not
1: (laughs) you can try yeah you can try but but, like it's
0: tough yeah 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 we have a bunch of we have millions of people trying you know exactly and just like kind of rubbing their hands hoping just wait waiting yeah. for something to happen sometimes um well, well that's great I, i'm really excited about the live show so i just want to talk about that's that exactly what i want to do oh yeah, so wow, you, you the, guys okay. are on the yeah. Yeah, same that's exactly what I'm uh we're doing yeah. a show brownies <laughs> lemonade chet porter bnl baby you know baby <laughs> uh that's a that's a all-star team A uh, dynamic duo bnl and chet yeah um, the show is doing really well so far. On, uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to date this show, but we've we recording this before your your headline show. It's called Eyes. Yeah, is this coming out after that? No, I think it'll or come you, out right okay. right around the time. Cool.
2: So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and I saw. I mean, I, I, I saw you talking. <laughs> you <don't know. laughs>
1: I saw you talking online about that you're working on a lot of stuff for it. You can tell us about it.
2: Yeah, I'm just like. I mean, I'm working on the music side of it, and I think it's been really fun to work on because, again, I'm just thinking about, like, I'm thinking more about energy than I usually do um, because, like, I don't know, man. When I was making my old music, like, I hadn't really, like, experienced a lot of live shows yet and stuff, you know? And now I've been to so many, and I'm like, oh, like, this is fun. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm just kind of rethinking things, and I, I wanted to have, like, surprises uh and i don't mean that i don't mean like fucking secret special guests or something i just mean like surprising musical moments that you maybe wouldn't expect from like a a set from me Mm -hmm. um and there's stuff like that on the album too but i just like it's been really fun to put together because i'm just trying all this stuff and you know i've made edits like specifically for the show and all that stuff like that's, that's nothing new but i'm I'm really excited. About, I don't know, I'm like gassing myself up making this set No, it's, set good. it's I really can tell you're excited it's just been like it. re- yeah, it's been so fun to make that I'm like I know I'm going to feel good playing it. Yeah. Which That's is great. like kind of a hard feeling for me to obtain. Like I mm-hmm. you know, like I was talking about the EDC thing. I was like oh shit, this you know, but I know I'm going to play this set like even if nobody's in the fucking room, I'll probably be like yeah, this is sick. So great. I yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about it I, I pretty much am like done the musical aspect and now i'm on to the visuals uh but yeah. my my computer's really bad though so <laughs> this is it's, a this is a recurring theme with you yeah and the computer trouble yeah but, man
1: for those who don't know what is eyes give us a little
2: uh, so the album's called everything you've ever seen and i realized like two months later that I could just condense it to eyes. And I was like, whoa, I'm a genius. Uh, (laughs) So that's just kind of like, it's the album name or like the name of like this era or whatever, like artists are obsessed with eras. And I don't know. I just, it's good to have a title attached to this batch of music and maybe like some extras afterwards, because I don't really like, um, like Chet Porter is just a name. Like, I don't think it's like super interesting. So it's nice to have, some other creative type of name attached to this body of work and like Mm -hmm. maybe again like the era uh so yeah i don't know
1: what do you feel like if you had to capture it for people what do you feel like this era is about
2: i think it's about being like a little less precious i mean i i know that's ironic considering how long it's taken the album to come out but i think after that and like even in the show like i'm just like if i make something that i think is fun it's in there like i'm not trying to like be so technical or like whatever i i just i'm trying to be looser uh because i i feel like i've wasted a lot of time like not wasted maybe but i i spent a lot of time not releasing things when you know it's like i'm only getting older like i might as well just put this stuff
0: out or like put this stuff in the show or but did you feel compelled to make music when you weren't like when you weren't putting stuff out? Like, did you feel compelled to put it out, or did you just feel the pressure that you needed to?
2: Yeah, I mean, there was pressure, but I'm making music all the time. Like, I've never really stopped making music. Yeah, yeah. Like, You know, I could go years without putting anything out, but I'm still you're still making still music. making stuff for sure. But do you
0: feel like the difference between making music and putting it out? What like what's the biggest difference like in that
2: uh, satisfaction? I mean, once you put it out, it's just it's not yours anymore.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even
2: even now, like the album has been turned in it already doesn't feel like it's mine Mm. like Mm. um which is it's interesting like i don't know because i i guess i can't make any more changes to it i can't do anything so i kind of have just like stopped thinking about it other than working on the show like i don't listen
0: to it i probably won't listen to it that is exactly the mentality of someone who's not being precious is what you just said because i think some people who are precious they they, they care once they put it out about how it's received or like the play count or you know yeah but it's, yeah. it is it literally is not yours anymore in that way it, yeah it's for the public and for everyone to have yeah. and enjoy
2: i don't really care about streams man i think the last song i put out aura is like not doing well at all <laughs> but it and it doesn't bother me because i i care about the shows i i just want the shows to be fun for people be fun for me be like a cool experience like you know i i just i would love i think i care more about that like I, yeah
0: like I, I would love for people to leave the show and be like that was a good show yeah <laughs> well during the pandemic you did a uh, live streams for us at digital mirage and they were outside the box obviously no audience but one of which was one of the first the first underwater set man <laughs> the world's first fully underwater 30 man, minute set what a joke <laughs> what was that like and and also are you know did you funnel some of that creativity from those performances into this eyes one uh not really um
2: <laughs> I, I mean doing those sets was super fun but yeah. i think when when people are like yo when are we going to get like digital mirage part 2 it's like dude, that happened already. Like, <laughs> like enjoy it for what it is and so let's, let's do the next thing. People you know? really liked it then. People really, I still, to this day, like, get, you know, people will, like, come up to me in real life and talk about it and I'm like, yeah, that's that's awesome. And they're like, when, where are you gonna, what crazy thing are you gonna do next? And I'm like, that wasn't really the point. It was like, there was this big, like, dick-swinging contest, with, like, people DJing in the Grand Canyon and, like, all this crazy stuff and I was like, I'm just gonna do like the dumbest thing I can think of, yeah. To try and just end this because it's like <laughs> so stupid. Like it was never meant to. Be, like it was. It was supposed to be like really silly and ironic and yeah, whatever. I think people kind of like took it seriously for what it was, <laughs> but like that's fine too. I don't because you were swinging something pretty big. Yeah, like, like I'm not. First I'm not trying to. Set. Like,
0: I just thought. I, I just thought it was funny. I was like, yeah. this is. So dumb. It was fun though, um, but I mean, you remember the <laughs> the the, li- the live stream creativity was so incredible. Like, it was Swarty what he did for Secret Sky. In- I know you're a Swarty oh fan. My God, sorry, <laughs> it- it- incredible. Like just he had like the
2: that's like one of the best creative things I've ever seen. And like yeah, I've told him that before too. We we've kind of become friends lately, and he's such a cool guy, man. Yeah. Also like the the Son Holo, like slow mo set. Oh, that, yeah, that's so cool. Like
0: it's just there were a lot of cool ideas that came out of that, and it's just, but it was it it was a certain time it, there were certain conditions we were all, uh, yeah, like it'll yeah. never be that that time will never be recreated
2: like where everyone's trying to do this creative thing and be different from each other and have their own spin on like what a live uh what a live stream can be, I guess. Yeah, so we're also, it was I think, cool.
1: We're working with like limited limited abilities at that point. You had to get really which is, creative. Yeah, within which, the confines.
2: Is so, which made it like even more interesting,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah, Chet, you know, I've seen you perform a lot and, and uh, I've seen you put in. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> I've seen you in small, smaller, intimate shows. I've seen you perform at the shrine and you almost always have your shoes off. Can you explain why? Yeah, my I don't know, my feet get sweaty
2: and I I don't like it. Uh like it's also just more comfortable. I don't know, like I think it's more that, right? It feels more grounding in a sense, like it's not like I'm on the grass or something, but like it feels like I can bounce around more if I don't have like clunky shoes on or something. I don't know. And yeah, just I my feet sweat, dude. Like, I, I don't know if that <laughs> happens to you or if it's gross, but, like, if I have shoes on and I'm jumping around for an hour, like, my yeah. socks are going to be, like, all gross and wet and uncomfortable after. Right. If I take my shoes off, like, maybe I'll get, like, a little bit of dirt on my socks, but I'm not, you know, stuck being uncomfortable for the rest of the night. So, So
0: I don't want to spoil the headline show, but you probably will have your shoes off is what we're Almost doing.
2: guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if I start with them on, they'll they'll come off Fly off. At it's one just point. it always happens. Like even if I like tell myself I'm I'm not going to take my shoes
0: off. It it just happens. Um yeah. I while we still have you here for a little bit longer, uh, I wanted to ask you because, you know, a lot of people know you from twitter.com. Uh, no, no, It's X. called X, yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, the X app uh sort of icon is just so like it's so early 2000s you know yeah. it's got like the grunge filter on it mm-hmm. like that was like a photoshop brush yeah
2: i haven't updated actually so oh, really
0: for,
1: for me it's just twitter? it's still
0: twitter yeah wow. it's powerful yeah in the past you're
1: not missing anything <laughs> thank
0: god <laughs> um but uh yeah you know for those of you who don't know uh chet was suspended from twitter for quite some time
1: dang mm-hmm. what what
0: happened with that
1: you yeah to prison
0: I, I went to Twitter jail. Not a lot of people have been in Twitter jail.
2: That's the reason why I asked. Right. You know, like, what yeah. was that like? To... I mean, a lot of people don't recover from Twitter jail. Yeah. Even, and that even. was the craziest
0: part is you came back and got your account back.
2: Yeah. That was a, you know, I, I <laughs> we all know what I did. Do I have to say it? No, we don't. Okay. Well, like, I mean, I, I just, I, this was when Twitter verification was not purchasable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was Not real. A, yeah. yeah, it was like a real thing, so it was like more credible and I changed my picture to Donald Trump and changed my name to Donald Trump and I just tweeted <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> about like something about like pissing my pants and being a pedophile and and then I just put my phone down. I was like, "Haha, that's funny." And I put my phone down <laughs> and I picked it up like I'm not even kidding. I picked it up like 30 minutes later and it had like 70,000 likes or something, and I was <laughs> like, oh "My God, oh no!" I'm gonna, oh I'm no. going I was, I, I could already tell, like, I'm gonna get in some. Your notifications
0: trouble. are on. No.
2: Okay. Yeah. No. So you uh, had to like, I like put my phone down. I was like playing Warzone or something, and I, <laughs> I was just like, "Ha, that's funny." Uh, and then yeah, when I opened my phone back up, I was like, "Oh shit, this is, this, this is, is bad." bad. This but is it's bad. also, <laughs> but it's also funny. So I just left it. Um. And then, you know, it just kept, like, skyrocketing. Obviously, like, red-pilled people are in my replies telling me they're going to, like, kill my family. Oh, but I'm like, whatever, you're not going to find them. And so <laughs> I lose the badge. Uh, I I lose the, Verific- yeah, the verification that badge. That you didn't pay for. That I didn't pay for, yeah. And I think that's enough to, at that point, like... You should be getting the clear, I think, because it, i'm I'm no longer officially pretending to be somebody.
1: Now, you're just an unimportant Twitter user, right. But yeah. then
2: I'm not kidding at nine hundred and ninety nine thousand likes. like it's about to hit a million for some stupid reason. Uh, <laughs> my account just gets. Banned or deleted or or whatever. Oh,
0: um, I get the one mil one point m.
2: Yeah, I did though. Oh, that, did? yeah, did. because <laughs> they rounded up. So I'm in Twitter jail or whatever, and my account's like banned and deleted, and everyone's talking about like Jabuki, how that happened to him. He like, you know, never. I he never got his badge back or whatnot. Um, I don't know
0: who that is. He's like a comedy guy, and
2: okay, he 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 did something similar, I think, where he pretended to be somebody and.
0: Okay. Cool. Just for more, yeah. Just more that reference.
2: that stuff doesn't fly on Twitter, especially when Jack was in charge. Um, but
0: <laughs> not under Jack's watch.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I lost my account for like a a week, and I, I didn't know if I was ever going to get back. But we got in touch with Twitter, and this was right before Digital Mirage happened. Um, and they were like, "Okay, okay, we'll we'll give you your, your account back." And I was like, cool, I want it back at Friday at eleven AM <laughs> or whatever <laughs> whatever time the set was at. I, I, I planned it out so that I would get it right when the set aired. Uh, and I think they were like, You little asshole, like making us do this. But they didn't care. They 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 gave it to me at that exact time and it it made it extra funny. Wow. But while Major I was demands. gone yeah. yeah. But while I was gone, everyone was saying like free chat and everybody changed their <laughs> profiles to be to look like me, uh, right. for some reason. So there were, like, 40 or 50 or 60, like, Chet Porter accounts. So by the time I got my account back, they had to give me the badge, like, too. Because, loose
1: chats out because you couldn't tell who
2: was the real one. Uh, How did you recover from this? I just don't understand. It was all luck. You, you I made know, your man.
1: own viral campaign. Yeah. not even trying. It, it,
2: again, it's one of those things where, like... People will come up to me and tell me how funny that is, and I'll be like, "Okay, well, I wish you would tell me what you think of the new song." Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, side note for anyone listening: stop telling Chet he's funny unless you follow up with a no, song. No, I that get you it. Love. It's still kind. It's yeah. still,
2: it's still, you know, coming up to me they're and saying they're still trying anything, to engage with you on some level. Yeah, coming up to me and saying anything is like really nice. I'm never gonna be like, "Fuck you, you stupid!" Like, I'm not gonna. But it's just, yeah, I do feel a little. A little bit of like, ooh, I wish you would say something well, about the music. You're I just so feeling, likable, you
1: know. Yeah, you're very apparently very very likable on the internet, and I have a feeling. I don't know the- if
0: that's true. <laughs> uh, maybe from not the red pill demographic, but yeah, I, yeah, you have a feeling what?
1: I have a feeling that the new show—it sounds like you're working on lots of cool things with it—and then once the album comes out, I think there'll be plenty of new music for people to compliment you on once they hear it. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited for the next era.
2: Yeah, let's fucking hope so. I, I honestly, it doesn't matter anyways. Like, I really, sorry, I, I really feel comfortable with this album. So, like, even if nobody listens to it, I'm, I feel like, yeah, man, good, good job. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think and, that's important. And it, it's, it's fine because, like, I need to move forward anyways. Like, it's like, okay, what am I going to do next? Like, I'm already thinking, like, about shows and what else I could do and, like, what, what music I'm going to do next. Maybe I'll do like an EP or I don't know. Like yeah. release of just
1: possibilities are endless. Yeah. There's just, no
2: point in like sitting around and like seeing how well it does. Like I might as well just keep working.
0: You could become a Owl City cover band of one. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think he was one guy too. Yeah. So, so it's just one Yeah. Yeah. he become a Owl City tribute. Owl town or something. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. Like uh, I said, good. the
1: possibilities are truly and endless. Completely <laughs> endless.
0: Well, Chad, we could have kept talking for, for so much longer. We want to We'd talk... We keep ma- going. Well, <laughs> up to you guys. Uh, Chad's
1: like, I gotta go. I, I got a
0: got thing. I got a thing. I don't got to believe yeah. you at all. Go down this Is there thing.
1: anything that you feel like we didn't get to talk about with the album or anything with the show? That I have no like...
2: idea.
0: What did I say to you guys in the email? I don't think I... Said that much. That's a dangerous question <laughs> to ask, Val. I know. Is it? No, just cuz oh. like, you know, just putting him on the spot like that. Is there anything else? That, I mean, sometimes you know? there's something. I don't think what think so. is on just tell us one thing that's just on your mind right now. Oh.
1: Now that's a dangerous question. Just
0: yeah. Let's just let's roll the dice. I mean, I guess just the
2: show. I'm still working on the show and also just the label like I like the album got delayed so I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> Which is like There's nothing I can do about it So I'm trying to let go But it just It feels like They did me dirty A little
0: bit mm. Mm. Well you know I think Once we get to the show And that week And that Those good vibes And everything You're gonna be You're gonna be like Yeah This is all worth it
2: Totally I, I already know I'm gonna feel really good About the show Like I I don't know I, I And I also I haven't I don't think I've done Anything like that In a really long time Like a proper headline With like Visuals and all these, you know, like very curated by me. I think it's gonna be fun, and yeah, it's
0: it sounds like people are gonna show up. So that's cool. no, it's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, Chet Porter at Los Globos here in L.A. first weekend of October, and uh, well, I guess first full weekend of October. But yeah, it's gonna be it's been great. Yeah. Yep. Well, Chet Porter, thank you so much for coming through here at Icon Collective uh, School of Music Production. Thank you to Yate for the bevies. Yate, Yate. It's known as Yate. Jose, thank you for you know producing this this wonderful show. Thanks, Jose. Much love. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.